Helping you build a better brand through the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Hello and welcome to the program. I'm so glad that you are here. This is the Rightly Designed Show and my name is Thomas. In this episode, I'm going to take a little bit of time to answer a really common question in the world of creating a new website and that is whether or not your website should have a slider. Now, as I'm working on a number of different uh, WordPress websites myself, I've come across this question many, many times where people are just kind of debating, you know, I've got a lot of content that I want to feature on the front page of my website. I just don't know how to do it. Should I do a slider? Now, first of all, uh, let me clarify what I mean by slider. Uh, They're also sometimes known as a carousel, and what they are, in, in essence, is they have a number of different slides, Sometimes, typically anywhere from three to five, sometimes even seven to ten different slides. And a lot of times they have an arrow on the left and on the right, and so you can click and you can navigate from slide to slide, and they're usually like full width. Uh, and then there's like dots at the bottom typically as well, so there'll be like five dots if you have five slides so that you can click to get to the fourth slide or to the fifth slide or whichever one you're trying to navigate to. And then most of these as well, what they'll do is they'll be on a delay. So every, you know, I don't know, seven to 10 seconds, it'll automatically slide to the next slide. Uh, They're really common. They're becoming slightly less common these days among uh, a lot of websites. Um, But big websites like Amazon and Netflix and a number of others still use it to feature their featured products. So the question is, should I use a slider on my website? Well, the first thing to consider, and what we'll be kind of going through the the entire length of this episode, the the thread throughout the whole episode, if you will, is what's going to be best for the user? The end user is always the one for whom you you should take into account when you're making a decision with how or where you lay out different elements on your website. Now, this episode is not something... Uh, necessarily if you're a web developer. If you are, uh, it works. It, you probably already are aware of it to some degree, use of best usability practices. But it's more for if you have a website and you're just curious as to how uh, you should begin strategically considering how to lay out different elements. So the first thing I will dive into is an interesting study that was done a few years back that went into a number of different types of websites and did some tests on website sliders. Now, what they've done is they've gone through, and as I mentioned, there's a number of different sites, but they've got a slider on these different websites and they've calculated the percentage of clicks or user actions that were taken in regards to this slider. So there's a lot that you can learn from this and a lot that we can take away, so I'm just going to go through them real quick. So the first website was one called nd.edu, so an educational website of some sort. And as also just as a quick side note, I'm going to leave a link to this article, which has uh, a bunch of charts and graphs, which gives a little bit more detail. So I recommend you check it out. You can just go to rightlydesign.com slash podcast slash nine, and I will leave a link to the show notes. But in this uh, particular first study, it was at nd.edu. And uh, the features or the different slides were not randomized, meaning that they were in a specified order. 
There were five of them, so five different slides in the slider. The home page on which this slider um, was used received 3,755,297 visits. So nearly 4 million visitors were tested uh, in this particular study. Now, out of those nearly 4 million people, 1.07% of them actually clicked on one of the slides in the slider. So already you can see the actual usage rate is pretty low, so around 1%. Now here's where it gets really interesting. Um, they also have broken down here the percentage of total clicks for each position. So they have uh, nailed down in a chart uh, the first slide, the second, and all the way through the fifth, and the percentage of all the clicks. So this might be a little bit confusing um, over audio, but try to stick with me. So it's uh, out of the 3.7 million homepage visits, only 1% clicked, right? But out of those 1%, Here's how those clicks were broken down. Okay, so the first slide received 89.1% of all those clicks. The second slide received 3.1% of those clicks. The third, 2.4%. The fourth, 2.8%. And the fifth, 2.6%. Okay, so what's the takeaway from that? As you can see, it's it dropped off the the usability and the actual engagement with the slider dropped off dramatically uh, from the first slide. So what the, what we can garner from that is the fact that what most people do, at least in this scenario, is either a they ignore the slider altogether, or b if they do engage with the slider, they're only paying attention to the first slide. It, it's a pretty dramatic drop off. 89.1% of all clicks on the slider happened on the first slide. They dropped off dramatically all the way down to 3% for position 2, which was the second highest engagement rate. So what can we take away from that concept? We can take away the fact that if that's the type of numbers that are going to be congruent with your website as well, you're, especially if you're not receiving 4 million visits to your site a month, the numbers on those lower slides aren't even worth uh, messing with. But there's a reason why people are not clicking or engaging on those other slides. So let's jump over to um, another site, um, or I'm going to in this study, they've got multiple sites that they tested. And this one was actually loaded in random order. So this was a departmental site, and it received 37,688 visits to the homepage, and the percentage of the people who clicked was 1.266%. So again, the same, it's a very similar percentage of the people who actually engaged with the slider on the site. So again, we're onto a second site here, and it received 1.266%, so right around 1%. Now, on the total clicks for each position, this is interesting. Again, this website had five slides in the slider. Um, but this time, as I mentioned, these slides were in random order. So there was in they every time the page loaded, the order in which they appeared was always randomized. So the first position received 71.07% of the clicks. Second slider, 7%. Third slider, 7%. Fourth slider, 
five, uh, fifth slide around 7%. I'm rounding, and you can see these numbers in more details. But as you can see, this is a little bit closer. So there was a tiny bit more engagement with slides 2 through 5 when it was randomized and on this particular site. Again, each site is going to be a little bit different. As I mentioned before, Amazon and Netflix and all these other different websites do use sliders. So that's not to say that sliders can never be used. But as we can see here, if we're just going to break down by the sheer usability numbers, the first slide is significantly higher on the level of engagement than all of the others. So they've got a number of other ones. Um, they've got a news website, um, an aggregated news website that they tried it on as well which this one's pretty interesting, and this is a testament to how there is a case in which a, a slider has some application, um, at which point you'll see a higher level of engagement. Now, this one, as I mentioned, is a news site. Now, when it comes to a news website, the user is there to discover content, and there typically is a lot of content to discover. So in this particular case, uh, the first slide actually received 54% of the clicks. Again, still the highest, but position 2 was 17, position 3 was 10, position 4 was 8, position 5 was right around 8. So anyways, with all of that to say that a lot of this depends upon, again, the type of content that you're showing. For most businesses, however, it makes most sense to just narrow it down to one single slide. As you can see here, especially if you go back to that first example, the nd.edu, especially when you're just informational or when you have a product or services, you really have to weigh what people are going to want to do when they're working on your website. Um, as I mentioned earlier, they had this uh, nd.edu website that had nearly 4 million visits and 89.1% of all visitors who clicked on the slider clicked on the first slide. Which again, that's a huge number, and the slider from those numbers isn't really serving much of a purpose. And I'll, there are some cases in which it can actually serve a negative purpose. So, for example, there's actually a website out there, and again, I will put this uh, in a link to this in the show notes. I just go to rightlydesigned.com/podcast/slash nine as the URL for that again, but it's. Uh, an interesting little website that just highlights uh, the usability or just illustrates the usability of some sliders out there. So what it does is it's got like 10 slides and each slide, you know, gives you a message about the whole carousel or slider concept. But as the slides progress, as it gets from one slide to the, to the next one, it has the text getting a little bit longer each time. So as you're trying to read these and they're automatically scrolling, it gets harder and harder to read until the point in which you actually can't read it at all. And so it ends with saying, are you frustrated? So are your users if you're using a carousel. So it, what it does is it's just in essence illustrating the fact that if you're putting important information two or three or four or five slides down that you want people to be able to find or that they're going to want to find, you're going to frustrate your users. Um, in essence, sliders are, are the type of tool that can become really difficult to use, especially for new users, people who are new to your website, or especially those who are visiting on mobile devices. And the number of the people who are visiting on, on mobile devices is going up every single day. So it's really important to consider when you're when you're 
uh, building out your website or when you're putting things together, again, a lot of themes offer the option of a slider. However, as we've seen with some of the data that we have available, sometimes not only is it not worth placing in uh, because of the fact that the numbers show that users are much more likely just to click on the first slide or ignore the slider altogether, it makes it, uh, it makes it worth considering whether or not we should even just ditch the slider to begin with and just focus more in on the singular goal that we want users to take or the singular action that we want users to take. You're listening to the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Okay, so back to the original question, and that is, should I use a slider on my website? And the bottom line answer is no. Don't use a slider on your website if, unless you have an extremely compelling reason for why a slider fits a unique purpose in your website. The reason I hear most commonly or that I see around the web is people using it because, well, I just have a lot of content that I want to be able to showcase up front. I don't want people to miss anything. Uh, number one, the problem with that is that people will miss things because as we've looked at with the numbers uh, in the different studies we've explored so far, most people don't even notice the third, fourth, and fifth slides and beyond much less click on them. As we saw, it was 89% uh, of people on the, um, on the education website uh, were clicking on the first slider and then none of the others, uh, or the first slide and none of the others. Uh, and only 1% out of all those homepage visitors actually interacted at all with that slider. So again, what that's telling you is that A, people are either ignoring it, or when they are interacting, they're only clicking on the first slide. So as I also touched on previously, there's a lot of times that these sliders can just be annoying to work with. They can be hard to navigate. They can be difficult to click around and find what people are after. So while they are interactive and while they do slide and add movement to your website, again, a lot of times they can do for your user experience more harm than good. So again, and to the argument that, you know, I've just got a lot of content that I want to be able to display or, you know, feature on my front page. There's kind of a, there's a principle in design, and that is, if you want, if you try to make everything stand out, nothing will. And that's what happens when you try to work with something like a slider, because in essence, what you're trying to do is predominantly feature five things. And by featuring five different things, you confuse the, the user as to what action you actually want them to take. So as I mentioned, there are some cases when a slider works, like a news website that's got, you know, five to ten different news stories that they want up on the front page and it slides through. Or, you know, some people who sell a lot of different product want to be able to feature, you know, five different products or promotions or that sort of thing. Now, typically, it still would recommend you're limiting it to one and just trying to make one the focus. But sometimes when you're just such a huge company, it just makes sense. There's just a lot you have to feature. So like an Amazon or a Netflix or something like that, again, it's understandable. Plus, not to mention the fact that they've got so much traffic that they have the room to be able to experiment with it. But especially when you're starting out and when you don't have A-B testing and things like that at your disposal, I would always recommend starting simple. So as I mentioned, it can be a the, part of the problem with doing a slider is that it can create some confusion 
for your potential visit or for your, your visitor or for anyone who's browsing your website. So the best thing to do, especially when you're planning out your homepage or when your front page or when you're trying to consider what content to place there, always put yourself in the user's shoes. Always consider what is it that I'm trying to find and how can I make it the easiest possible for the person to find this. So always concentrate on one, maybe two primary actions that you want somebody to take the moment they visit your website and make it as easy and as simple for them to do that as possible. So what you'll see a lot of websites doing is they'll have what's called a giant hero banner or a front page square that's got like an image background. And that works uh, well for just like a basic concept. And typically it's got a headline, uh, a sub tagline, and then like a button for a singular action or two buttons. And the button will usually say something like watch a video or download my free guide or read the blog or always something very specific that guides the user through. Again, if you've got a slider with five slides, there's no clear action for the user to take. And again, you're gonna get less engagement on that and in the end, less results. So I hope uh, this has provided a little bit of insight. This is obviously some things I've just kind of run into as I've been working on websites myself and doing some testing and some research on my own end. So again, I hope you find this helpful. Feel free to visit rightlydesigned.com slash question. If you have a question that you have, I'd be more than happy to review it and consider featuring it on the show. It's actually a page that you can jump onto and click record and you can record a quick question. And as I mentioned, I'd be happy to consider it for a future episode that I answer at length. So I really do appreciate you joining us today and we'll see you next time on the Rightly Design Show. a part of the show contact us at rightlydesign.com slash contact with your questions thoughts and feedback to read the show notes from today's episode or find previous episodes visit rightlydesign.com slash show